Welcome to another episode of This is Hot Boga. Uh, before we get started, we'd like to thank a few companies for making this podcast possible. First up is Sturka Optics. We've been using their glass for a long time and love the quality and the, the amazing warranty that they provide. If you want to learn more about Sturka Optics, go to sturkastrong.com. So next up is Hill People Gear. Uh, we've had them on as a guest before. We've talked to some of the, the owners there, and they're a great bunch of guys. And Jimmy, you're actually... We're both running the Decker packs, yeah, and we can literally put anything we want yeah, into, into these packs. I mean, we, we go out with our, our ground blinds, our tree saddles, and everything else we might need. So we got out there and... Daughters. Daughters. daughters we'll throw a few kids in there. And we love it. They haul weight well. They're durable, American-made, and uh, an amazing company. Check them out at hillpeoplegear.com. We're avid outdoorsmen and conservationists, and it's important to us to work with brands that are both high-end and care about the world in which we live. Enter United by Blue. For those of you who don't know, United by Blue is an outdoor gear and apparel company that is dialed in on ocean and waterway conservation. We run a lot of their clothes just on the street. Jared went on a hot date with one and his wife the other day and did. Uh, wore a few uh, United by Blue pieces. Really impressed her. Good quality product, good quality clothing. And for every purchase that you make, they remove a pound of trash out of the local waterways around you. And it gets better. When you uh, go to make a purchase, enter Hot Boga at checkout to get a uh, nifty little discount. Check them out at unitedbyblue.com. New Breed Archery! We love New Breed Archery. Uh, I've been shooting their bows for a while. A while is in a year? A while is in a year. It feels like longer. It does feel like longer. We're getting some new bows put together right now. Custom dipped. Jared, what are you going to be shooting this year? I'm going to be shooting the ETX 35. All right. And I'm going to be shooting the RK1 because I'm a true... Uh, true traddy? True, true trad hunter. And mine's going to be in some uh, really special custom colors, which I'm excited to announce, but I won't announce yet. Stay tuned. Head on over to New Breed. Look at their options. You might just fall in love. So, yeah, Matt got the poops. That's what happens when you go hunting with hot boga. Tears up your, your digestive right. system. Some people aren't ready for it. So you guys, let's let's talk a little bit about who you guys are. Uh, before we go any further, do you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves so we know who's talking and, and maybe your background? Yes, this is Jeff. I am the founder slash co-founder of HuntWise Sportsman Tracker, which is our company name. HuntWise is one of our apps. Been doing this for since 2015 officially, unofficially, probably a years beyond that spencer here yeah so i oversee kind of all the marketing and growth efforts being a startup we all kind of wear a lot of hats and just focused on getting our name out there building our brand so i picture you guys sitting in a field laying on your backs under the stars and thinking to yourselves you know what we need to do we need to start a hunting app is that how it began you know breathing in the night like summer air <laughs> pretty close drinking I mean... your white claws claws out there <laughs> <laughs> pretty close it was it was 4:30 a.m. So it was during the nighttime. It was in the car though when, okay. the, when the concept first came to myself and one of my hunting buddies. We were driving on a to a goose hunt of all things on their way to the goose hunt. Yes, in Fenville, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, it'd be great if there was some kind of app formula, something that told you which stand to go to out of yeah. all these different stands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody relied on the, the solar lunar calendar to that point. And I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah. it just does not tell the whole story. You know, 
I'm tired of the wind being crazy, the temperature being off, and yet it still shows, you know, five stars on the solar lunar calendar. So that day, being a computer science guy, I came home and I'm like, all right, we're going we're gonna to get something done here. So you're, you're in the car, you're on your way to Fenville, which, by the way, I had a girlfriend in Fenville growing up. <laughs> Didn't work out. You're on your way down and you're trying to think, I would imagine you've got a pretty analytical mind. So you're, you're picking apart all the variables uh, and, yeah. and you're thinking there's more to it than the calendar, the, the lunar calendar, which, you know, not everybody buys into that anyways. Yes, it's hotly debated. It is. What's your take on the uh, the calendar? So, you know, and we, we did a lot of study on all the different variables that we track. And so the moon is one of them. Right. And I've talked to experts that are diehard. Absolutely. And then yeah. I've talked to other people that have done some science and some research, have tagged over 1,600 deer, said... Zero. Really? Like, yep. We talked to one one guy who did a study across several parts of the country, and they did GPS tracking on deer across all the moon phases. Said there was virtually zero correlation. So science tells us that maybe moon. Maybe but you talk to other guys. I mean, it's it's kind of like. So that's for whitetail, though. For that's for whitetail, and but, it depends on the size of the animal too. Some yeah. say like depending on you know how much pull of you know the moon, and there's a lot of different pieces to it. It affects certain animals more than others. Yeah, we our our formula is based on like a stacked algorithm. That's what I call it, a rotating stacked algorithm. Okay. So at certain times, certain factors weigh more into it than other times. When you're yeah, just rewind a little bit. So rotating yes. algorithm, I have no idea what that means. Okay, that's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's let's start there. What does that what does that even mean? For instance, if you have a wind. That is, say it's a 70 mile an hour wind. So you're yeah. in a hurricane. Yeah, right. That should basically throw off, you know, you should get a zero star day for that. At that point, when it hits certain outliers, like when your number hits certain outliers, it's going to like rotate to the most important factor. Okay, right. And then your formula is going to either be like a five star or zero star. And yeah. so depending on how variant it is from optimal, it's going to end, for instance, time of year, like rut times. When that comes on, that's going to take precedence over everything else. Right. So when you say rotating stacked, it means like these things are all stacked in order. They all have a certain weight. But then when times of year or certain conditions are optimal, it's going to move those to the top of the stack yep. and form you differently. Okay, so you're taking all these, so you're sitting in your car, you're thinking about all these things, <laughs> and you decide to go out and, and you're, you start talking to these guys, or are you making the algorithm and you're starting to talk to these experts, or how, how does that go? I tell people a lot of it's not rocket science. You know, you look across optimal wind speed. There's a, there's a lot of different people online and studying experts, and it's all generically within maybe 5 to 10 miles per hour. Sure, yeah. You kind of have an idea there. With pressure and, and temperature, there's some trends that are well adopted in the industry. We hone the formula for that. When all the stars align, when all these different factors are all together, it's not like we're pulling a number out. You know, it's not like, hey, right. let's, let's randomize this number. And you're going to get a one to five. Right. It's like, okay, the wind looks like it's a good spot. The temperature looks like it's in a good spot. Yeah. The pressure is, is right. There might be a front approaching. It detects that. And so it's, it's kind of doing just good like analysis yeah good analysis yeah. without you having to do it for seven days out for every single hour of the day yeah just thinking nice. about it that can get pretty time consuming yeah and technical time. yeah yeah it's interesting because I, I remember back a while ago it was i think the drury brothers who kind of made this really data-driven approach to hunting right is it the drury's or yeah where they set like different phases of the rut and they're looking yeah. at different so this is i mean it's it's simple data but it's also so much data it's hard to keep track of Every minute of every day. Yeah. And I think people want simplicity, but they also want to learn. Like, we, we don't want to just give you the number and say, hey, trust the app. We want you to help you become a better hunter, right? 
Yeah. And so we tell a little reason why for each one of them. And over time, we always say if you, you know, if you use the app and what we tell you, hopefully it'll increase your odds by 20 to 30% of seeing deer. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're not saying, hey, if it says five star, you're going to go out and you're going to see a buck. By and the you way. Can, you can have the neighbor's dog run on your property like an <laughs> hour before that. you hunt. Or Jared comes out. <laughs> yes. You know, I'll text Jared anytime it's a five deer day. We yeah. do. We call it a five deer day. That's what you call it. the icons are of deer or whatever, yeah, yeah, like, whatever species you're hunting. Like, Jared, it's a five turkey day. We, we should get we out there. We need to get out. I don't know what you're doing. Drop you it. You should market that. That's I'm good. just saying, hashtag five deer day. <laughs> five deer day. Yeah. It's, like you it. heard it here first. Before we move on, I wanted to take a minute to thank one of our show sponsors, Pelican Coolers. These coolers are extremely tough and backed by a lifetime warranty. But what I like most about our coolers is that as tough as they are, they can be opened with the push of a button. So it'll keep the bears out, but you won't have any trouble getting in. And it gets even better. Right now, if you type in pelicancoolers.com slash hotboga, you'll get a free tumbler with the purchase of any cooler. And we all use the 32-ounce uh, tumbler, and it does an amazing job at keeping hot drinks hot for a very long time and cold drinks cold for a very long time. I'm going to do something maybe a bit unusual or something that I haven't done yet, but I'm going to throw out a James D. Guarantee, which is something I don't just toss around willy-nilly. I'm going to James D. Guarantee that if you buy one of these coolers, you'll have the best cooler experience you've ever had, and you'll be changed as a person for the better. Your life will be totally different from here on out. So don't take my word for it. Go check them out for yourself. Pelicancoolers.com slash hotboga. And now back to our show. You, you know, you guys started with more of a prediction app, but if you, anybody that uses the app now will see, I mean, it's got way more. One of the main things is your, your mapping feature. How, how soon or how close after did you, you guys get into mapping? Well, I think I'm going to even back up a little bit further. I think we, we started with our predictions, and yeah. then we, we said, how can we integrate into a hunter's life? What can we do to make sure that we're with them before, during, and after the hunt? Mm-hmm. And we looked at kind of what, what happens in the planning and the scouting phases of the hunt, what happens during the hunt, what happens after the hunt. And we said, okay, you know, obviously navigation, mapping, understanding where you're hunting, yep. how you're managing your land is very important. And so we developed uh, a bunch of features around the mapping side of things. So you can do everything from digital land management, yep. putting pins down, food plots, a bunch of different assortment of markers. More recently, actually, really, really recent, hot new take. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> First one to know. Oh, baby. <laughs> Listen up. I mean, it might not be the first one to know, but Maybe. definitely Second. newer Second. Yeah. Uh, is uh, we just launched about 200 different layers across the United States, both for iOS and Android, mm. and then you can get that on hotwise.com as well. And why that's important is that's going to give you ideal access points to public land, state land, federal, BLM, and it's pretty awesome for anything from like game management units, hunting zones, yep. especially for those who, well, really any state, but those who are going out oh, west. west. Yeah, yeah. Yep. it's super important. There's so much federal or just public land out, out west. Even in Michigan, though, there's hunter access program. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of helpful layers yeah. uh, for the Midwest. Uh, we've well. used the, the HAP. Oh, have you? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. Okay, yep. cool. Does that work well for you? Yeah, it's it's worked. It's helpful just because there are so, I mean, up until now, it's so hard. To, not very many people know about That's that. That's the thing, yeah. Unless you live nearby. You know, we had one in Lowell, which we just found out about because we just kind of stumbled upon it. You know, otherwise, like, not very many people know about the Hunter Access program. Yeah. Which is crazy. Well, we're telling everybody, so. Yeah, you're ruining all <laughs> of our spots. Sorry about that. <laughs> Some people are like, what? You're right. Yeah, I mean, so it, that had to be a challenge, though, to, to integrate a map. That, it seems like a 
substantial part of the software. I mean, the whole mapping, the, the how we kind of took what the map was to what it is today, we made it so that we can add things really fast. Yeah. And it's really important to us that we listen to our users. So if you, there's a little button there where you can click and, and request a map layer. But we are asking, you know, we, we have a lot of this data and we put it out there yeah. to, hey, what else do you want? What isn't correct? What do we need to update? We'd rather put it out there for you to see and have and then continually improve on it. So if you have a request, we build it in a way that literally in a day or two, we could probably get something up. No, you know? no. Yes. So it's that, that was exciting for us. It's just, that's why we took a lot of time to do it. It's in a way that scales really quickly is you know when we get different partners that have cool maps that are willing to share that data with with hunters it's exciting yeah next step for us well you guys even have lease leasing availability right and for land for sale and stuff which is pretty unique we do so going back to kind of that like journey of the hunter right yeah. we want to say okay so how do you find land right, right. obviously public land's a great opportunity mm-hmm. We also have land owner contact information. This is one, one of our pro features, so you can actually contact landowners to get access to hunting land. Or, or if you shoot something, it goes on their land and you want to go get it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Which I want to say, too, you guys' information on those land parcels are way more up-to-date than, than, than some of the others. Yeah, that we've yeah we, we get it from a really, they, they update it frequently. Yeah, we're excited about that. But then, like, if those aren't options for you, right, we want you to be able to see what's available on the market, too. So we've partnered with a couple of real estate partners and, and really put, you know, some pretty awesome properties. Yeah. And it's funny, we, we hear from, you know, friends and, you know, just people, reviews from, from time to time in the app store that's like, hey, I was, you know, sitting in the stand and I was browsing land for sale, like, didn't know there was a property, like, you know, four or five miles down the road. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, some crazy stuff. And some beautiful pictures of, like, trail cams of, of gorgeous deer. Well, you know, okay, so... I- I've been a little obsessed. Uh, we're, we're headed out to Wisconsin to do some hunting. Public land, we've never been there. Won't have a chance to spend any time scouting. We'll just go show up. So I've obviously been looking at maps and looking at available spots and everything else that uh, HuntWise has. But one trick that I've been using is I've been finding land for sale nearby. And a lot of times they'll like show bucks that are like taken on the land. And so I've been using, I've been looking at them like, are there monster bucks? You're my boy, Jimmy. Yeah. That is like an advanced tactic I've been at this obsessing point. a little bit. I get, it's once I get locked idea. in, I can't, I, I really can't like help that. myself. So just a pro tip out there. Hot boga try tip. it. It's a hot boga tip of the night. I like that. That's, that should be number tip number two. The, f- the uh, deer day. Oh yeah, five deer day. day. Yeah, yeah. If there's ever a five deer day, call your buddy. Get out in the woods. Boga tip number one. So you've got you've got the map. You've got the the prediction side. But one other unique thing that you know we've been talking quite a bit about is like the social aspect. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, there's there's really two sides of this, right? So we want hunters to feel valued, appreciated, really a safe space where they can be who they are, right? And so hunting at times can be polarizing. Doesn't have to be, but it is you share your, your buck on Facebook or Instagram, you're going to, you're going to have somebody that's not going to love that. Yeah. That's sensitive content. Animal cruelty. So will that come, will the, will there'll be a, uh, a thing that comes up I have to accept before I look yeah. at a picture on the hunt wise. No, no. Okay. Come on. The reason I ask is because today Jared posted a, yesterday, Jared yesterday. posted a picture of himself shirtless and talking about natural camo. It's like a, a dumb video. It's pretty funny. And Instagram made it where you had to click because it was graphic content because Jared didn't have a shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) You look pretty good, man. You've been working out. A little bit. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. It's an on the lats. I was rolling around in the mud showing you how to get on natural camouflage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they They censored that stuff. Inappropriate. Well, you know. 
I was a little offended, but so you're. This is a safe spot. Maybe we would have allowed that. Yeah, we probably would have. Would you National have camo for sure? Yeah, and he wouldn't have had a shirt on. So I told him if he was a huntress, we would have had so many likes. You know. <laughs> Okay. But he's not a huntress. He's just Jared. So anyway, so safe spot for people to go and share content and kind of connect with each other. Well, like we see this a lot, right? And we hear this a lot that whether it's broadheads or harvested animal or blood at times, flagged, 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 flagged. And it's like, okay, you know, this is a part of the process. Mm -hmm. And people that are within the hunting community understand that. So this is a place where, yeah, you can share that content and, and you will you will get celebrated for that, right? right? Um, providing you're being respectful, yes. right? So we are pretty serious about that. We patrol that. And so respect towards nature, the animal, the hunters, hunter's land, yeah, right? Yeah. All very, very important to us. Within that context, though, it's all fair game. Like right. when you're cutting up the meat yeah. to, you know, gutting like everything, like this is a part of it and it's bloody and it's messy and it's incredible, but it's like, you can document that, you yeah. can share it. And so we want people to do that. But we want to be a part of the process. And a lot of times where this comes into play is there's like the beforehand. And so the social is going to, we're going to be making some tweaks. So that's going to be exciting. That's going to be coming out this fall. And we're really going to be focusing on kind of like how does mentorship and like finding hunters near you to connect with is, is kind of be one of those features. We really, obviously the, the end of the hunt, right? Whether you got an animal or not, there's a learning process in that. And so if you got one, great, be celebrated. If you didn't, Ask the community why. Yeah. What happened? Share you know? tips and tactics. Yeah. And, and so that's what we want. We want to. We want an open community where we can all pursue our, our our passion of the outdoors together and not be criticized. All right. Time for another first steps with first light segment. This week we're talking camo selection. First light has a few patterns: fusion, cipher, um, some leafy covers, and even some solids. How do you determine what type of pattern to use and when to use it? Yeah, that's a great question. I always try to match the zone that I'll be in specific to first light camouflage. You know, like if we're turkey hunting, that phantom gear works great because it breaks up the shadow a little bit in close range for turkey hunting. You know, a lot of why camo works doesn't have much to do with what the human sees, but rather how that pattern makes your body shape or your silhouette disappear into the foliage and timber. I tend to wear fusion in greener situations and cypher in drier situations. For instance, we love cypher for antelope hunting, which is coming up right around the corner here. It just makes for a better breakup in that kind of sagey uh, brush country across the plains. And then, you know, early season elk hunting, I'm typically wearing cypher to blend into sort of that darker timber, but I, I try to match the zone. Perfect. Kevin, thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. No, it's, it's, I, I like that because, I mean, there is a line, right? And there are some people that do cross it. I saw a guy posted the other, what, last week or this week? His dog attacked and, like, killed a fawn. And he's bragging it about about it on Instagram, posting pictures of it. And, I mean, it hit, obviously, the, all the news headlines. And it's a huge thing. But, it's I mean, it's, the, it's way too far the other way where it's totally disrespectful. And the way that he talks about it, it's horrible. So, I mean, there's definitely a, a line that you've got to, you got to, toe but at the same time you have to show the whole process the, the before the the during and the after yeah and one other thing that we are also adding is the ability to upvote and downvote comments talk about like high fence deer stuff like that you know our, if it's ethical if it's legal then you know we feel that it's up to the person and it's their you know it's their preference right and so we're not gonna diss you and we would hope other people wouldn't diss you if you are hunting in an ethical and respectful way 
um, that's legal. Yeah. And so the upvoting and downvoting allows kind of to self-moderate. And what I, what I really, truly, honestly love about the hunting community is that I think everybody kind of knows where those lines are. Yeah. Right? Like, I bet 90 to 95% of hunters would kind of draw the ethical line in a certain line. Sure. And then we, then the community kind of surrounds those comments and makes sure the ones that are not... You know, that shouldn't be there, aren't there. And then kids that shoot their first deer, you know, things that are celebrated, they're going to they're gonna rise to the top. Yeah. It's the Reddit type. Yeah, it is. We yeah. wanted to, like, merge the Instagram with the Reddit. So you have kind of, because the whole hunting industry was, you know, online, it was kind of built on forums, right? Like Archery right. Talk and there's a... Rock like, slide. Yeah, there's yeah. like forums were how you communicated. And then Instagram came and Reddit and they all kind of like, we thought the merge of those things was kind of like what the hunting community wanted. Like information with the ability to yeah. correspond back and forth, but also the simplicity of Instagram. And so that's, that, that's kind of our, what we aim to do with that. Early on when, when you're building this, how, how hard was it to gain users? I would imagine like success is how many people are using your your app how is it driving people to to a new piece of software which is seems like it was pretty unlike anything else really out there at the time i'm gonna be honest we didn't know what we were doing at the beginning right <laughs> no one ever does i mean no what, what the heck right? right like we made this app and i you know i put it out there in the app store and it was in what 2013 you know maybe yeah apps were like kind of big but not nearly what they are now and i just remember that people knew it was something different wait it does all these factors like it seems like it's doing more more than anything else we've seen Mm -hmm. and so with like any effort you know we got a couple hundred thousand people that downloaded it and used it Uh, you know we were we were one of them were you right away early on that's where we the the five deer uh day came from we've been saying that for a long time we owe you guys something you guys have been around for a while podcast you owe us podcast and here you go (laughs) worked out well for us you know it's evolved competition comes in obviously we have good competitors in this in this market and we don't talk bad about them because they have a, a lot of good things but we are compelled to be the best and yeah free market right there it, yeah free market spencer came on three years ago i was informed today it wasn't two i said too early it was three years <laughs> it ago it feels like two guy. I, was, <laughs> I always like miss him by a year and he's like it's three years jeff okay yeah. You missed the anniversary, by the way. I missed our anniversary, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He came on and he just brought outside industry knowledge from outside the hunting industry, right? Just from growth, good practices for growing software, a software company. And honestly, that's probably been our biggest having that kind of mindset help grow in combination with what we've built and the tools. Yeah. Um, there's ways of doing it. There gets more in competition every year, but also like if you stay on the edge and, and you, you try different things, we're always like trying different things because the, the user demographics in the hunting industry, not everybody is on Instagram, Snapchat, right. Facebook. A lot of the people, especially people that are own property, my dad and, you know, included, they're not on social, you know, you're not going to run 200 Facebook ads and see them there. So they're still looking at magazines and, and TV. And so it's, you got to be creative. You know, you got to diversify your marketing and be creative and just being willing, I think being willing to try new things and yeah. take swings at things. And yeah, but it's been fun. The other thing I want to talk about, which we've been using a bit, is the AR feature, augmented reality. I put 
a map on my table the other day and it blew my six-year-old's mind. She's like reaching for it, trying to see if it was there. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that, AR? That would blow a 60-year-old mind. Uh, yeah, it's six or 60. The middle, you're less bl- mind blown because we're, you know, we know what AR is, but yeah, a six-year-old would also get their mind blown by that. Yeah, so we've we've worked in iOS right now really hard on, on this new feature. It's a 3D hunting feature. What it allows you to do, say you're you're hunting out west or you're going somewhere, somewhere with elevation changes, it allows you to center your map, add pins, add trails, whatever you need to do, access points, and then you can render that in like a 3D space. So you can spin it around. Instead of just seeing like, you know, topo lines, you're actually seeing elevation in 3D. Yep. It's pretty sweet. And then the AR feature is like you can take that 3D rendering and then put it in a, like a space. Yeah. The value of that, we're still, I think it's still yet to be seen. But a lot of people, what you can do is like, say you have a big table, like we're sitting in front of a table here. You could put it in this virtual space, but then you could use your camera, your phone, like it is you. Right. So like if you're going out and you're going to be glassing or looking for places to go, like you could hold the camera like it's yeah. you. That's amazing. Well, <laughs> what? what's cool is you can kind of like peek around uh, like ridges. Yeah. So it's like you're kind of hunting like yeah. in a space. Yeah. Will this work with those AR glasses? Like you know that. goggles you put on? What would be really interesting if like, you know, there's five of us sitting here now. If we could all put on yeah. a, those glasses throw it on the table and then come like like strategies you see the guys in the lodges right and they're all looking at the map imagine if it was all the guys around the table being like okay i'll go here i'll glass from here you go glass from there almost yeah. like looking at a little hologram yeah, yeah. the future the table. star of, wars or camo, something or uh, like a uh, plaid clad people you know it just i feel like it would be the uh, kind of a surreal picture like I augmented like reality. Think we were selling out. Like all the old guys would be like, those guys are selling exactly. out. Exactly. Then we'd go walk like two miles less. Exactly. Instead of wandering <laughs> around in the dark, you know, like you always end up doing. It's like, I always, it's the beginning of the year. I'm like, a oh, new spot. I know how to get out there. It's going to be perfect. I just got to walk out in the dark. And the first morning, I never end up in the right spot. I'm like full of prickers because they're always out still. Sun's and, coming up and you're like sitting with your flashlight. Yeah, I'm sweating. At the trees. Yeah, I'm like, son of a, this sucks. There's, I'm never going to see anything today. It's it's the yearly battle that yeah, I, I fight. Honestly, like over all of our features, like stuff like that is probably the most useful. You plot a pin, as simple as it sounds. Yeah. Use your phone as a GPS, plot a pin, share it with your, like a lot of times my dad will put out the stands yeah. and he's like, oh, you know, you're going to sit in this new stand over there. I'm like, where'd you put it? And so he'll share it to me. And then in the dark, I can just walk right to it and look yeah. up, and there it is. Yep. Um, so as cool as all the features are, like simple stuff like that is is what's probably used the most. I like it too because you can track yourself out. Yeah. Which yep. is what I've done. Just record to, a path. They record a path because uh, sometimes, like, I'll find a pin and I'll. It's like a terrible way to get there, you know. And yeah, yeah. You know, I even did it yesterday or last week where I found a spot trying to find like the easiest way in and out, and so I took a couple times trying different spots on, on a public land. Finally, I found it, but it was only after I used that track my, you know, or uh, yeah. recorder path. Yeah, that was big. Where do you, where do you guys come up with these ideas? Is it, is it all you? Is it all you? Or is it like us sitting around this table right here? All right, guys, yes. we got a brainstorm session. It's, it's really, so I'm going to give a lot of credit to our users. We have, I mean, hundreds of thousands uh, of users. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they're like, wouldn't it be cool if, and we're like, yeah, sure. we're going to make your dreams come true, buddy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and it's so like I'll give a lot, of, a lot of credit to that. But yeah, we, we do a lot of brainstorming. We, we, we try to we understand where there's wants. In, in the space and, and I think as a company we kind of pride ourselves as a company that tries to listen to mm-hmm. to its customers and say okay what do you want what do you want and so I would look at like our, our product roadmap and we would say wow these are like a lot of things that really 
the user base wants. Yeah. Do you see more of like a trend that the users are pushing more towards? You know, there's like, you have different types of people. You know, you have the social people and mm. they're like, we want video, right? There's some things that are like, you know, they want different video and different kinds of thing, which tip number, whatever it is. Tip three, I think v- it's three. Video, video might be coming. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I can, Ooh. I can get on board with that. What, what, what type of three. Three. <laughs> what, what type, uh, what type of video we're talking about here? What kind of video do you want? Real life <laughs> all, all of them. <laughs> all the kinds. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Rolling around in your mud with no That's cool. We have a lot of brands that are coming on this year, and, and we're partnering with them for a lot of cool, uh, really yeah. good, solid content video that we're going to be releasing first, and we're excited about that. Oh, cool. And there'll be user submitted video will be following that. Oh, yeah, cool. User generated content. Yeah, well, that's big. We'll do it all. We're ambitious. When it happens, though, is, is always in question. I've never looked at you guys and thought, these guys think small, you know, based on the, the, the time we've spent together. Yeah, because we were just talking uh, earlier how Spencer just towers over. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, f- yeah f- figuratively and uh, physically. Yeah. You know, we had Chris Kamen in here the other day. Yeah. NBA All-Star. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What is he, seven foot? Yeah, so giant. He's bigger. He's taller than you. He's a cool dude, man. I'll tell you what. But I he shook came his, in and... I shook his hand. Spencer's like, I want to I dunk over him on that hoop over yeah, there. Like, hey, hey you, know, so you can't tell that to the public. You no. can't. Oh, I can't. It's, hey, <laughs> it's too late now. It's too late. It's out there. No, Chris no, is going to no. message me Chris, and be like, hey, I heard you want to try to dunk over me. Hey, Chris. I'm in uh, trouble now. He told me that he could take you one-on-one. <laughs> dude, um, Chris is awesome, but... So he came in and w- were you guys meeting about the Apple? Uh, yeah, he's got some awesome video ideas that he's a big hunter and yep. looking at potentially working with us on some cool. ideas. But he's got a bunch of land out west too. And so he was plotting stuff and he he, lo- he was freaking out about 3D maps yeah. and he couldn't believe that he was like zooming cool in. He's like, oh, that's my ranch. And I was like, yeah, yeah dude, yeah. that's how it works. It's on the <laughs> internet. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. You can search for landowners now. So like we literally, you type in someone's name and we didn't have that. Oh, until, like, by name you can search. By name. It. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. it was very yeah. And by by area, so like if you're in Michigan and you type a name like you know Bob Smith, it's gonna come up with guys around you, not just like not like guy in Alaska, yeah. Bob Smith. Yeah, we don't care about, we don't yeah, care about no, that. Sorry, Bob. unless I'm headed to Alaska. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bob, if you're listening, they sorry. yeah, sorry, in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, um, but it is super helpful for for a lot of reasons. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Oh yeah finding your way to land yep you know you've talked a little bit about where you get ideas and stuff where are you guys headed what's your uh, what's your vision for the next couple of years what, what are you what are you aiming for you know what's your goal if you're allowed to if you're allowed only to say, say what you're allowed to. or speak in generalities tip number four I'll tell you if we're interesting. Wait. <laughs> I speak to this or hey, no? we'll just tell you. Hey, you're the boss, brother. Yeah, I am, but I don't. We can cut. I, no, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. I think how people get information is people don't have dads that pass it down or moms that pass it down like they did. A lot of times there are. A lot of times there aren't now. They come to um, YouTube or whatever. We would like to be the place where you, there's a lot of information there and you can sort it. Yeah. And it yeah. can be... Um, what you need really quick. Yeah. And so we would love to be the uh, hub for, for good information. And, and by information, we mean individuals. We mean content. Yeah. We mean data from like a weather perspective, a mapping mm. perspective, right? So Jeff grew up with family hunting. I didn't. Okay. So right. for me to learn, I have to either pony up with like someone will come alongside me. Like a or, guide. Yeah, or, or a guide. Yeah. And, or I can learn kind of through digital means. And I think that's... That's what kind of the community right now has done. I mean, YouTube, right? Instagram, 
very, very big forums, Reddit, whatever. But we want to be a place where like, okay, I can get a lot of this information, you know, to to become a better hunter, right? So we're passionate about continuing to kind of see the hunting community trend up, right? There's a lot of talk like, oh, we're losing hunters, we're losing hunters. You hear that a lot. We don't think that has to be the narrative. And we're pretty pretty strong about that. And so creating a, a way for people to learn people mostly don't do things because they don't learn about them and right. so creating a place for people to learn mm-hmm. and to grow into that space and yeah. we have a bunch of other tools that we're, we're talking about too. yeah there's a lot of like fun <laughs> gadgets all over the place okay. right yeah, watches yeah. and yeah connected and devices connected devices yeah. and trail games yeah. and all this other stuff and so all the iot world and iot internet of things internet of things so there is mm-hmm. you, you know yes. A sensor for this, a sensor for that. Put something in your broadhead to track your, you know, your yeah, arrow. Right. All these different things. So there's all we have all these concepts. Some are more developed than others, but we would like to connect with other things that matter and help you. And that's it, right? What yeah. things that matter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's us continuous. We have ideas, but we're continuously listening to to our our user base and saying, hey, what do you want? Right. What are you looking yeah. for? What would be valuable to you? you know, trying to build as fast and as best we can. That, that, this is a good segue to another thing I want to talk about. Society in general, relying on technology a lot more, right? I sometimes don't know how to even get to where I normally go without my phone telling me how to get there. When you're looking at technology and its impact on the hunting industry, wh- wh- what are you seeing happening? Is it a good thing? How do you, what do you, what's your take on that? So technology is changing the world, period, right. in every facet. Everything from social media to how we consume knowledge. Yep. There's cases to be made on both sides of the aisle in terms of if it's good or bad. Right. I believe that we have the opportunity to to do good right. with the technology we create. Now, I think that the intent of the technology we create has to inherently be good or be used for good purposes for good to come of it. And so you see things like Facebook, right? And you see scary things of the effects that it's had on, on people in general. Yeah. Or I think we're hoping to complement hunting and the heritage and legacy of hunting with the technology, right? So where your grandpa might have said, hey, the wind's this right. and temperature's this and this is it. We're just saying that in the app, right? you know? And so hopefully by looking at these variables, you can say, okay, it's a good day to hunt. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to teach through technology to complement and, and to, to kind of be a mentor. But it's changing fast. Yeah. Right. And I, I am very strongly opinionated that I want our app to push you towards true relationship and not always a digital relationship, right? right. Yes. So if, if the person that is using us could either go into the woods and be with their family and put our app away for five hours, I would rather have them do that than sit there on their own. Rubbing on their phone. Yeah, for five hours. Now there's a time at night when you're trying to, you know, you're scouting and that's, we'd love to help you out. But let's get our priorities straight. And and it's always been for me, family, you know, family first and don't miss the people around you for a device, period. But we'd love to be there along the ride and and help you out and push you towards being outside and push you towards finding other people to hunt with Mm -hmm. and and being outside. Yeah, and it's right. The human connection. You got to keep everything in its right place, right? right? Yeah. Where where are hunters then headed? You know, technology is changing things. We talked about where you guys are headed. Where's the hunting industry headed when it comes to technology? Uh, I think everyone wants to optimize, right? Yeah. I think even the younger generations, eh, maybe every generation, I don't want to leave generations out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Your generational shaming, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think, 
I think everyone wants to optimize, right? Yeah. Everyone wants to figure out how they can do their career better or their health better or, you know, whatever they value. And for a lot of people, and specifically hunters, obviously, it, it's hunting, right? And so how how can I become a better hunter? And I don't think that means that you're always going to take out the the big buck or the, the giant elk or whatever, you know, it, it, but it, what it does mean is maybe you're more effective while right. you're in the field. And so I think that's always going to be the case. I mean, you look at the trends in the past decade, everything from scent control. I mean, that wasn't even a thing. No, no. It wasn't right. even a thing. That and market's it, so huge now. Oh yeah. my goodness. And so it's, it's totally changed. And then obviously there's like a digital aspect to all of this, right? There are apps and other things out there. We were at ATA or shot. I can't remember, but Garmin has like, where you can like track where you're, where you shot. Yeah. Yeah. Like on a GPS, like, like you shoot and it's like, it was like, oh, your arrow is probably right here. Yeah. It's like nuts. That's crazy. nuts. Yeah. I mean, we're doing crazy stuff mm-hmm. and I'm looking at that. And I'm like, that's pretty nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. And there's a lot of little things here and there that are that are popping up, and you and you just look at it, and you're like, okay. Even the range finding bow sights, the Oracle. Yes. Yeah, yeah Garmin has one. The, yeah. the Burris Oracle. That, I mean, that I've missed many deer. Yeah. Because I had no idea how far away. I, most of my hunting life, I had no range finder. You know, it was just kind of eyeballing it and guessing. You know, yeah. and guessing. Yeah, you have like twenty, thirty, forty. You know? Yeah, that's about halfway between those. Yeah. The trees twenty. Yeah. <laughs> that one beyond there is yeah. thirty. You're doing like the math up there, and it. I mean, yeah. it does make you more effective, and that's kind of what you're hoping to do. Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, think, it also reduces the guys who are like, oh, I shot it from 80 yards. You're like, no, you didn't. Yeah, let's go, let's go range that. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll people, too, <laughs> like, they take hunting as, like, like a craft or something to conquer. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's like the technical tools, like, allow you to un, unfold the mystery a little bit, right? right? And you're, like, pulling back the layers of, like, okay, there's this big buck you see on camera. How are we going to get them to see them in daylight? You know, right. or it's not necessary. I think some people think like we're just going to have cameras everywhere, and you're going to be able to just like walk out and shoot a deer. Right, or, you right. know, it's like I think people think that sometimes, but it's it's not about that. It's more the pursuit and like trying to hunt the animal. Hunt the animal. Yeah, it's like yeah. this. Yeah, and it, it, I think it's fun. And I think too, like if you take a step back and like where the hunting industry or the hunting community is at in general, too, you look at some wider trends that are happening with conservation and public land and even and and i think you and i have talked about this yes there is a new wave of hunters that are very conscious of like how they hunt how they prepare their meat maybe it's the only meat they ever get right not because they're truest hunters because they believe it's the cleanest right Mm -hmm. yeah and so how does technology complement some of these things right so how does technology complement you know conservation or how does it like for us like we look at kind of some of our digital land management stuff it's like well technically if you are next to a property of another hunter and there you guys could all share and you guys could start doing some qdma stuff that'd be very interesting together well community yeah And, and really that helps the deer populations thrive and so we're looking at some of those things we're like okay as long as people are collaborative and kind of have the same mission yeah we think that it, it, there can be some really exciting things in the future yeah it's interesting though it's like hunting is always so full of like these paradoxes right like the other day i'm out this morning i was out shooting my my recurve and i'm looking at it and it's like this is this traditional bow right except it's all machine riser right the right. uh the arrow is made to look wooden but it's carbon <laughs> you know my bow is made to look wooden but it's not you're out there you're reading deer sign but you're also using an app you tell people I love this animal, but you're, yet you're taking their life. There's a lot of it's. It's hard to almost explain some of this to somebody that might not be a hunter. But 
you know, like you said, if it's this passionate pursuit of something and trying to do it well and do it respectfully, you know, it kind of makes, kind of brings that, that back together a little bit. I think so. Yeah. I think that is something that people can digest and I, I understand it. And so you see the, have, has been coined like the hipster hunter yeah. or like on this table right here, we have the modern huntsman. Yeah. This thing is cool. Have you guys seen really this? Really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh you my gosh. Awesome pictures. And it's a totally different, it's a totally different take. Yeah. Right? You think like. Sometimes when you think hunting, you think like the NASCAR, like, right. and this is like yeah, chewing high. the lip and, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. You're talking about, I have a 10 in the car right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm a big surprise. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But it's, it's very interesting. So you're, you're getting this new wave of almost philosophical thought that's being brought into the hunting, yeah. hunting community. That's very interesting. Uh, we've got our eye on it. That's for sure. Well, there are guys, it just seems like there's more people talking about it now. You've got like guys like Donnie Vincent who had on, who has got a, very philosophical approach to it or, you know, people like Steve Rinella who are outspoken, totally. very articulate and able to put words to the way that a lot of people feel and are unable to, you know, like I said, articulate the reasons why they're doing a lot of these things. I think so. And I think that you're going to see a little bit more of that. I think with the pressure of the polarization of hunting and right. social media, it's like we've kind of been forced to be like, hey, why? What's your why? Yeah. yeah and that's okay. Yeah. I think people need to think about that, right? I don't want to do things just because my parents did them. Yeah. I want to do them because I believe in them. And that's okay. Yeah. I think that's how society grows. And, and, and hunting is a, is, is a worthy pursuit. And uh, it should be celebrated. And I think we kind of as a, as a community need to kind of go down those rabbit holes to figure that out. Yeah. Well, it's like almost like um, when you're growing up, there's a, there's a certain level of maturity that you hit when you find your own reason for doing something. You know, and that instead of just the way that your parents did it, you're doing it your own way. And it seems like a lot of people in the hunting industry are finding their reason for doing it as opposed to just it's always been done that way, which tradition is always important. But there's almost there's got to be a little bit more to it. What, what do you believe about it? These are some big topics. Let's let's focus a little bit on more practical here. <laughs> just took the whole conversation to a new hey, pra- Practically speaking, 2019, you guys got big hunting plans for this year? Anything you're looking forward to? Using the hunt wise app. Where, where? Have you been pretty busy up at some land you have? Uh, yeah, so we have we have some family land up near Greenville, Michigan. Yep. We have a few hundred acres in one area and, and like 80 in the other. I took my two-year-old out the other day so, to check uh, some trail, ga- yeah. trail cameras. Convinced my wife, I'm like, hey, he wants to do it. I well, mean, I got to go. Who am I to say no? <laughs> yeah, who am I to say no? <laughs> it's out of my hands. my son. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we went up and uh, took out the, the quad to go check some trail cameras, but... We will be hunting on our property. We always have a tradition of opening day there. Yeah, and yeah. November 15 opening day or October 1? You know, honestly, day? normally it's both, okay. right? Yep, yep. November 15 has always been, uh, we stay at a little cottage. We you know, we have the big breakfast that morning. Yeah, My dad yeah. gets up, sets the table with place. Yeah, we have the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big man. Hey, Fred Bear is blaring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, we'll go and Jared would, so it would always be my family, but I would bring Jared along. And Jared <laughs> made his along. mark in my family by every morning when people are in bed he'd get up early and turn up the speakers and throw fred bear on by ted nugent nice. you know Wake it's that 20 minute long song and it you know it gets the juices flowing yeah. a little bit you eat that big breakfast you spend the rest of the morning farting in your tree stand you know <laughs> yeah. scaring all the deer away that's right they're running anyway on yeah, november 15th that's true <laughs> it's hard like wind scent control on november 15 in michigan out the out the door it's just be able to be right there at the right time Sit and keep your head down can you yeah. hit something running 
hunt, hunting there. Sounds like we're going to go down with Mark Peterson and crew to Salt River Outfitters down in Kentucky. Okay. So we'll cool. do some, do a hunt with... Whitetail? Um, Whitetail with Acubo, the Acubo guys. And oh, yeah. yeah that yeah. should be fun. A few should other, yeah. A bunch of other people there. And Spencer might be headed out to Idaho. I heard about that. Not mm-hmm. totally sure yet, but I think that's a possibility. That's in the works, in yeah. The works. We'll be doing a little bit of bird hunting here, I'm sure. Yeah. Spencer's yeah, yeah. a big fly fisherman too, so he always tries to grab a grab a stream wherever he's at. Yeah, you know? everywhere. Do you bird hunt a lot? Uh, I wouldn't say a lot. I'm trending that way. I will just... will you take me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been bird hunting before. Like, what kind of bird hunting? Are we talking? I don't know anything that I've never. I I've shot birds, but I've never been bird hunting. If you catch my drift, yeah, like I've yeah. never. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry knows. I know very well. Yeah. I I just invested in a new a new shotgun and okay. I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, you bring like this out? year. Is like 2019 is birds. I like that. For me. You're the bird. Yeah. You got a snowbird and a chicken and 3,500. We both got one the same day. Did you really? Got, Planned there's it? a mandate. That's, a mandate. Pretty, that's an awesome Cabela's, mandate. Bought the same shotgun. <laughs> different. A little bit different. Though. How is it different? How is it different? He could. I got, got the fancier one. You got one. the fancier. So uh, there's no surprise there. <laughs> no surprise there. Yeah. This has like gold plating and stuff. I'm like, just give me camo. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Something that when I drop it in the woods, I can't find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's a awesome. little bit fancier. So. But we went for a Stoger semi-auto, yeah. three and a half inch, great waterfall gun, 28 inch barrel. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty exciting. And then we went hunting with dogs last year for the first time. And I'll tell yeah. you what, that's Sweet. fun. That's so fun. It's a, it's a totally different experience. Yeah. It's, it's way, a little bit more social. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the social is during, right? Obviously, hunting can be social in all aspects, preparing and whatnot. But yeah. it, it was a blast. And so that's very interesting. Pheasant Getting a dog. Hunting yeah. dogs. Pheasant yeah. hunting would be, f- yeah. What we've got to do, uh, so, so, we've talked about this a little bit. September 15th, is that date ring a bell that is small game opening season oh nice and we've been talking about getting a small (laughs) game like early goose or (laughs) i was like i don't know it would be so fun to do a small game opener where you take you know your 22 or shotgun go get go after some squirrels and stuff we should do i know like they do like the squirrel master classic don't the buck commander guys and a lot of them yeah they should have like a northern person that's right yeah, I like see so many squirrels. The non-celebrity. Yeah, but when you're, <laughs> hunt, when you're hunting for squirrels, you won't you see one. You see a bunch of when deer. You're, when you're hunting for everything else, you hear yeah. squirrels. Like when we turkey hunt, we, I mean, this year you had like three deer. Like you could poke them. You and Matt were out. They're grunting. This little buck was just meh, meh, walking right by them. Tending fawns. Ten, yeah, yeah, that's right. Weirdest thing I've ever seen. Huh. Well, guys, we're running up on time. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this. Yeah, uh, you know. It's been fun to talk to you. We look forward to the things you're rolling out using your app to find uh, amazing hunting property this year. For people that don't know, where do they find you? Where do they download your app? How does that work? You can download us in the App Store or the Google Play Store. Yeah. You can just go to huntwise.com and, and that will really direct you. Uh, yeah. It's an easy way to find us. And we're pretty much, you can find us on social, wherever. And then if, if the users wanted to get a hold of you guys or if they had a sweet idea, where again did they have to That's right. click or where do they go, email? So you can do it right within the app. We have like a customer support tab or you can just... Honestly, DMS on Instagram. That would be pretty uh, easy. Slide into your DMs? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Spencer's yeah. cell number. 
Would you like that? Yeah. We can, I mean, we can that off. Spencer, you're going to get a lot of text late at night. <laughs> no, we appreciate it, guys. It's been awesome. Yep. This is, uh, it's been a long time coming, actually. What's yeah. It? yeah. I feel like it's been a long time. Yeah, coming. I mean, we, we might be one of your closest podcasts. I would think guests. so. We've not, we don't do a lot of these live ones because people are usually this, calling in. How many live? This is the first This is the first, this is the first oh, with the guest. Really? Our second go. on location, because we've done one where we were on a fire recording, but this is the first time... Where we was, there was a fire? Yeah, we, we we started the fire on purpose. It was a campfire situation. Right, right, right. Yeah, we were on a fire. We're, our new thing is I think we're going to start doing some next time. Would you, would you be in for that? Oh, yeah. I'm all about campfires. we got to do this again. we got to really more. set them. I mean, we have an elk, a hornet on the table. Oh, look at behind me. I see a snow bear. Snow goose, elk, whitetail, turkey, bear hanging all on the walls around us. This is That's a manly office. We've got a live mica. Yeah, we got a lot of Micah here. Micah sitting on the couch. Right, right. Well, he's guys, got two cell phones. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. He's been, he's got two because you know he's you can't big, just have one. Yeah. That would be ridiculous. It's a BB. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know. Yeah. So if you need to get a hold of Micah, try one of his two numbers. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. We'll uh, do it again soon. Everybody, thanks again for taking a listen to this episode. Head on over to our Instagram page to stay up to date on everything that we're doing. If you're feeling squirrely, go smash that subscribe button on wherever you're listening to this podcast. We appreciate it. And tell your friends that we are Hotboga. Hotboga 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 Hotbo